Hello, everyone, and welcome to this uh, session of the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. Uh, I'm Peter Bagshaw. I'm a GP and clinical lead for mental health for Somerset. Uh, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Jill and Fiona. Uh, and our subject is the benefits of volunteering. So um, perhaps I can ask you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and your organisations and, and what's got you to where you are. Jill, do you want to go first? Thank you, Peter. Good to be here. Um, so my name is Jill Keniston-Gobel and I'm the manager of Health Watch in Somerset. Um, we're an organisation that exists to speak up for local people on health and social care and to make sure that the services in the county reflect the needs of the people in the communities that they serve. Um, we are a very small team of staff and we rely heavily on the generosity of our volunteers with their time and resource. Um, we use volunteers in a number of different ways. We're uh, managed by a board. Um, we have a board of seven volunteers, all of whom um, have their own kind of specialisms and attend meetings and so on and so forth on our behalf. So uh, we can talk a bit more about what our volunteers do later on, but um, I'll let Fee jump in at this point. Hi, lovely to meet you all. Um, my name's Fiona Mahoney, or Fee, as I'm known, and I am the Chief Executive and Occupational Therapist at a local charity in Wellington called Women's Learning. And um, volunteers are a huge, huge part of our charity. Uh, we sometimes feel that there are certain things that people couldn't actually do without our volunteers. Again, I'll talk about that in more depth later. But um, Yes, it's it's really really important that we um, we we have these we have volunteers, um, you know, linked in with the charity. So um, we are also have a board of trustees, and um, from a variety of different walks of life. And as I said, I'm an occupational therapist, which is I think a very useful part of the charity because um, we're looking at very much person-centered care, and um, a lot of our activities that we run are very much user-led as well so we're thinking very much about the person and not the disease so dementia is our sort of key thing that we are linked into. Well thank you very much both that's that's fascinating I ought to add in that uh, at Somerset at our uh, commissioning group we use volunteers a lot we uh, had a, a new mental health uh, pathway introduced that's since won awards and and that relies very heavily on integrating volunteers with paid workers and it's been hugely successful and we're now looking at our dementia services and uh doing exactly the same thing with that because we get huge benefits from volunteers um i should also mention to listeners that uh if people are more interested if people are interested in uh finding out more about what health watch does we actually did a, a podcast specifically on health watch didn't we jill we did we did earlier this year so um, you can search online for that to learn a little bit more about what we do as an organization so do you want to tell us first what part volunteers play in your organization and what benefit there is both to the people they're helping and, and i hopefully for the volunteers themselves our, our volunteers um, within health watch have a number of different roles i mentioned um, the role as um, board um, members of the board but in addition to that um, they join us on our engagement projects so when we go out into the community and we talk to face to face with people about um, their experience of using the health and social care system our volunteers are often alongside of us there holding those conversations 
Um, they represent us at meetings within the system. Um, they help us to carry out our projects. So when we're doing um, a project around a piece of work, um, we've just done a project looking at uh, GP websites, for example. Our volunteers have very kindly um, done a very informal audit of websites across the county. So that's been very useful for us. Um, they also make up our readers panel. So um, we're often asked to read through documentation that's going to be published by the NHS locally to make sure that it's it's easily read by members of the community. So our readers panel will go through and um, ask for any changes to be made so that it's nice and clear and it's understandable by lay people out there in the community. Um, one of the other things our volunteers do for us is they um, help us to carry out our enter and view visits, which is where we visit our premises where health and social care services are delivered. And we do sort of a, an observation, for want of a better phrase, a holistic view of that premise to help um, uh, report back to them. So we have a number of different roles, um, all of which are very um helpful to us as an organisation, but actually it's beneficial to the individual to volunteer as well. Um, thinking from our point of view, meeting new people, for example, like-minding people, people who've got very similar interests, um, skills and training. We train our volunteers um, not only on things like safeguarding, GDPR, entering view training. So we've got a variety of training. We've recently done some on autism awareness, for example. A lot of people like to give back to their local communities. And volunteering is actually incredibly good for health and well-being. The idea of um, being part of a structured community um, is, is something that is very good for you, your emotional well-being. Um, routine and structure. Um, again, another very good thing, if you can volunteer on a regular basis, it helps to um, create uh, routine for your for your day to day living. And we like to recognise our volunteers as well. And uh, we kind of acknowledge the work that they do for us and the benefit they give to us as well. Thank you, Jill. And just to unpack uh, GDPR, that's data protection, isn't it? That is data protection, yeah, yeah, that's something as an organisation, obviously, we have to be very careful about making sure that the right people have the right information and the wrong people don't. So, Absolutely, very important in healthcare. And Fee, the same question for you, I think. And again, a reminder that uh, if people want to learn more about reminiscence learning, uh, we've had a podcast on this as well, haven't we, which people can access. So, yes, tell us about the role of volunteers in, in your organisation and the benefits it can bring. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, well, we have uh, quite a few events and quite a few sessions that we're running throughout the week. So on uh, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, we call, we have respite activity sessions. This is where you can uh, leave your loved ones with us and we will look after them for the day. Um, it's uh, I go out as an occupational therapist in the beginning and um, actually do an assessment to um, make sure that that person is suitable to come and um, we look at their hobbies and interests and their health um, and their memory, their, their, their dementia symptoms, etc. So that we're making it, again, very person-centred. Um, so on that particular, those particular days, our volunteers are really important because we only have up to 12 people here, but a lot of people do have some quite complex needs as well. And, um, you know, as people are starting to unravel back down with their um, dementia journey with finding that we don't want to just suddenly say oh no you can't come to us anymore and so that's when maybe our volunteers will come in because we can then do much 
more um, individual one-to-one sessions. So they might not want to take part in one of the activities in the main room, but they might want to go and sit in the quiet, quiet lounge, maybe just have a chat, listen to some music, maybe play a game, maybe just look through a reminiscence box. Um, when we're doing things like cookery, a lot of people have always loved cookery. They say at the initial assessment, oh, I love baking, but actually to then get them to bake a cake on their own is obviously a very complex thing for them to do. So we need volunteers who would maybe help, you know, not to take away the task. We don't want to de-skill people and disempower people. Um, we're just sort of like helping them along each stage of their sequence and, um, and, and say, just prompting them so that at the end of the day, they, they actually feel they've still... Uh, they still completed the task um, and, and then they're, they're not failing at it. So by just giving them little um, uh, little pushes in the right direction and assistance from a volunteer will be brilliant. Um, so also we, um, we, on the Thursday, we actually do uh, forest school. So that is for younger people with dementia and those that are perhaps more physically able. And the carers will also go up to the forest school at Otterhead. And there they will um, be able to do everything from woodworking, but gardening, woodland walks, craft work, cooking their, cooking their lunch on the fire. Um, and again, sometimes it's just nice to have a few volunteers there so that the carers can just go and sit on a couple of logs together and have a chat about whatever it is they want to do. Um, it's, it's not necessarily about what we make or what we do it's about giving that person a, a bit of space whether that be the person living with dementia who maybe just want to go wants to go for a walk in the woods but without their carer give them a little bit of respite as well on a friday we do fun day friday so that's our community group um we've, we've just had to move our premises on that particular day because we've grown out of um of our room on that on on the friday so we now go to um the Christian Fellowship at Rockwood Green. We have about 30 people. We have a, um, music, entertainment, um, singing with friends, quizzes, reminiscence exercises. Um, and, and, you know, it's not just about volunteers are just not making cups of tea. They know they're maybe helping somebody to stand up to dance who hasn't danced for a while or maybe, um, you know, helping somebody turn a page if they're looking at a book or, or where they are in the song sheets or something like that. Um, and then uh, we also have the Archie project, of course, where we take Archie, uh, we, we have the Intergenerational Dementia Awareness Project that links the primary schools and the care homes together. And again, we've, uh, we usually would have about 26 projects at this time of the year. So we're always looking for volunteers to come and help with running assemblies or intergenerational activities, etc. cetera. Um, we've also do carers groups, dementia shared suppers. So it might be somebody just helping waitress or washing up. Um, and of course, we've got our events. So we need to do our fundraising and raising events regularly. Uh, next year is really exciting for us. We're looking for masses of volunteers because it's our 20th anniversary next year. And we have just been literally putting together a whole programme for the whole year, um, which will be massive. Um, so volunteers, yes, please. Um, we would also, we do training. Um, and everything else so we need garden uh, garden not gardeners we need drivers <laughs> okay well thank you both I, I get the sense of a huge amount of activity going on and uh, something for everyone I think and if people are interested in working with people with dementia I, I should just mention 
uh, as well as your organization fee. Uh, there's also Dementia Action Alliances, dementia-friendly communities. So there's, there's a lot going on. But so a question for both of you, if people are thinking, is this for me maybe a bit nervous about, about stepping up as a volunteer? So is it open to anyone? Um, are you looking for particular groups? Uh, do people need a certain skill set to do it? Um, from the perspective of Health Watch, um, we're interested in hearing from anybody. Um, we're about to do a project working with younger people, so that would be interesting. Uh, I say we're about to. In the new year, sorry, it feels close. Uh, in the new year, so 2023, beginning of 2023, we'll be doing a project with younger people and uh, mental health. So we're obviously interested in um, talking to younger people about supporting us with that. That would be great. Um our volunteer officer is a lady called uh, Sheila Burridge, and she's always happy to talk to anybody about how they can um, fit into our volunteering team. Across the wider community within Somerset, though, we're very we're very lucky to be supported by an organisation called Spark Somerset, and Spark actually um, support small charities with their volunteers. They offer training for volunteers, um, and they can tailor that as well. So um, they can be contacted um, if people do want to volunteer via SparkSomerset.org.uk. So again, just a quick plug for them. Um, uh, if people are interested, but obviously from a health watch perspective, we would love to hear from you and people can contact us on our free phone number, which is 0800 999 or via our email, which is info at healthwatchsomerset.co.uk or indeed via our website, again, healthwatchsomerset.co.uk. Fantastic. Thank you, Jill. And uh, Spark do great work. We've worked with them a lot uh, here and they're actually leading on our, our new dementia uh, project. So, so they do some really great work. Fee, what about you? And again, please give your a, a free plug uh, as to how people can contact you. I mean, I think anybody can volunteer, um, and I admit I think it's it's nice that people do have training to feel they're confident in what they do. Um, and um, but I. It's funny because some of the volunteers that come to us have either had experience of people with dementia within their families. And again, I think like Jill was saying, it's a bit about giving something back maybe, or maybe feeling confident in the role that they had when they were looking after a family member. And now it's that slightly different, detached, and slightly detached from that emotional feeling, but they've got all those skills that they've learned as a carer and they feel they would like to transfer those skills over to us so uh, a lot of our volunteers have actually um as i say been in the in a role themselves um or had maybe a mental health issue maybe aren't working in the same way and want some want to get back um to feeling a bit more confident within the community and so i i would welcome anyone brilliant that, that's great to hear and um, I think what you're saying is absolutely right. I, I hear this from patients all the time that um, sometimes they've been in the role of carer, they're, they're no longer in that role, and, and they want to use those skills that they've acquired uh, to help other people. Can I ask you both about, we? you've demonstrated very well how much volunteers help your organisations, and I know it helps other organisations uh, across the, the county. What about the people volunteering? Do, do they get benefits from volunteering? Have you got any stories of people 
who've acquired confidence or, or um, newfound uh, <clears throat> feeling of self-worth as a result of, of volunteering? Jill, do you want to go first? Um, if I may, I was talking to one of our volunteers. Um, we've been out on a roadshow recently, and um, it was uh, it, we were over in Minehead. Lovely day, and uh, it was before the uh, Jubilee weekend, and we were talking about um, a project that's been happening in her village. Um, she lived out in, or does live out, I should say, in Stagumba. And uh, you may have seen pictures on the um, on social media and so on and so forth about the beautiful um, cascade of knitted flowers that came out of the church tower, all the colours of the rainbow. And these have been made by members of the community. Um, a lot of preparation had gone into this and it brought the community together to try and um, create this beautiful piece of art that um, was uh, um, shown off over the Jubilee weekend. And it was wonderful. It's a very small community out there, but it, there was a real sense of achievement locally amongst the community, seeing that going up and uh, bringing people together. So, yeah, absolutely. There, there is a real... Um, a real benefit to volunteering it does bring people together and it does give you that kind of sense of achievement as well fantastic and we know that there are real health benefits from things like this so for instance one of the risk factors for dementia is social isolation so by by coming together you can actually make real benefits to your health as well as your emotional well-being fee have you got uh, similar examples you can cite well i've got somebody who she lives locally and um, they've been volunteering for us for quite a while. But they actually said to me when they first appeared at the door, I've walked past this door for two years now and I've just got the guts now to come in. Um, and this particular person had had some events going on in their life that had made things quite difficult for themselves and... Um, without giving away any confidences, you know, but uh, just things that have been going on and fundamentally affected their, their person. And, um, and so they actually had the, had the guts to come through. And now they are the life and soul of us. And people love this person when they come through the door, always smiling, always happy. And, um, it's not only, it, they're not just helping people here who are um, and their carers, but they're also helping their own mental well-being. And I've seen a tremendous difference in this person. And, it's, and it, it warms my heart, really, just to see how they are actually um, have changed. Um, but as well as that, they're giving that happiness and that smiley face every day when they come through the door. So I... I, that's why I say I think it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, everybody's got something to give in a volunteer, um, a voluntary capacity. It can be a few hours or it can be a, you know. A that's great to hear. And uh, we, we found, uh, for instance, that although anybody is welcome to volunteer, people with lived experience of, say, in mental health problems or uh, as carers or, or other difficulties in life, um, are particularly valuable, often as peer support workers or uh, helping people, and and often 
folk going through difficulties will find it easier to speak to somebody else who's a volunteer who's experienced those difficulties than a professional. I, I don't know if that's your experience, either of you. I I would agree with you there. Um, I do volunteer on on um, on a. I was going to say a bit of an ad hoc basis. I've got a couple of different volunteering roles, but one of the things I do is I teach craft and um, I do work with um, uh, carers groups across the county. And uh, it's been interesting kind of, I say teaching, it's sharing really, sharing a a simple craft with people. It just gives people the chance to kind of switch off, but actually to kind of share their experiences. And you have some empathy if if you've kind of walked in their shoes to some extent. So, uh, yeah, I I think that is beneficial if if there is somebody that does have an inkling of what it's like to be in that place. Absolutely. And there are lots and lots of volunteering organisations, aren't there? Um, Andrew Trasida, who who normally co-hosts this, um, is helps out with the uh, Somerset uh, West Somerset Railway, which he always talks of as being the biggest men's shed in Somerset. But there are lots of other projects. Uh, are there any general resources either of you can point people to if they're interested in volunteering in general? Um, there is a national website called Do It. Um, the website is do it that's all one one d-o-i-t dot life l-i-f-e and uh people can um, look at volunteering opportunities more locally um sparkachange.org um, is the spark somerset page so that's the somerset based page uh so they're worth having a look at as well and if you'd like to come on to you know have come to volunteer at reminiscence learning then Perhaps you'd just like to find out a little bit more about us and look at look at our website, which is reminiscencelearning.co.uk, um, or you can contact us at office at reminiscencelearning.co.uk or call us on 668676, and any of the staff will be very willing for you to take part. Brilliant. Well, I think you've both made the, the case that everybody is welcome. You don't need any particular training or experience uh, and that it will help the people who volunteer as well as those they're they're helping. Um, Fee, can I ask you, because you work in the uh, the area of dementia, and I know some people get a bit nervous being with people with dementia, not quite sure how to deal with people if they uh, you know if their memory is not good. Can you can you give any tips to people? Be you, just be yourself. Um, I doesn't, you know, the thing is that people with dementia are exactly the same as you and I. It's just that, sadly, they are actually um, unravelling back down in their experiences. So the way that we, when we do our training, we always use a Russian doll and we say that your life starts as this tiny little baby and you have all these life experiences that go up to the top. You do all these things in life. You work, you go to school, you go to college, you have children, you get married, all this, this, everything. And then, sadly, if you get a diagnosis of dementia, then you unravel back down. And as you're unraveling back down, you're losing your skills as you go. Um, And at each stage, you know, you might need some extra support until finally you get back to that tiny little baby, which is your end of life. Now, I find that a quite good analogy, and we explain that to the children in schools as well as the training courses we do. But at each level, it can be a little bit scary for people who are coming in, maybe volunteering, because they think, well, gosh, these people can't communicate anymore, or they're they're talking quite a lot of gibberish, you know, it's like sort of the language doesn't make sense and all you're getting is the odd word and what do I say? And, you know, I think the thing is not to challenge it. 
So um, you go along with the person's reality. So as they're unraveling back down, if they now think they're a young mum again, um, maybe they're holding a dolly in their arms because they think that that's their baby. Um, you don't challenge it. You just don't lie to them. You just go along with their reality. Um, you may talk about if it's a doll they're holding in their arms. You might just talk about the clothes or, like, you know, just say, how's your baby? But you might just go along with that. And, um, you know, it's being there. It's being helping that person to have that feeling of comfort, safety and security and attachment makes the person feel that, you know, if, if you're not making them fail at tasks, as I said before, you're just encouraging them and helping them as you go go along, then I think then it's it's very rewarding for you as well as as the person that you're you're from you know that you're working with. So I I would say be you um don't challenge um you know don't be too confrontational don't be patronizing uh, go along with their reality and just be part of part of the team and part of the activity. To me, to watch the volunteers laughing and having fun when we're doing the exercise or we're singing, to me, that's wonderful. And that their expressions, their emotions will be transferred over to the person who's maybe in a confused world and not quite sure what, what's about to happen next. So where their reality is um, different or they've lost their insight. So um, it's that's, giving them confidence. That's fantastic advice. And... Um, I, there's a quote I've heard that, that I absolutely love about uh, people with dementia, that they, they may not always remember what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. The emotions are still there and still important, aren't they? Jill, same question to you. You've, you some of your volunteers are interacting with healthcare professionals, and, and that can be a bit intimidating too, can't it? Any, any advice or help you want to, to give people on that? It can be intimidating, um, but we do our best to mentor new volunteers as they come in. Um, we're not going to jump. We're not going to drop people in the deep end. We're going to kind of be where they are, and we're going to offer volunteering opportunities that are suitable for them. And they're going to be things that they enjoy. Um, for people who do like kind of going out to the community, talking to people, absolutely wonderful. Please come and join us on that. If people prefer to be in the background and maybe are happy to read for our readers panel more than welcome and uh, again very valuable um, service that we're able to offer for for colleagues within the health and social care system so uh, a wide variety of things and we do kind of mentor our volunteers as they join us fantastic and there is some evidence behind what we're trying to say so uh, the journal of happiness studies which is a journal i wasn't aware of until our producer uh, put it in the chat bar uh, it found that people who volunteered uh, were more satisfied with their lives, rated their overall health as better. Uh, they found that people who volunteered more frequently experienced greater benefits. Those who volunteered at least once a month reported better mental health than participants who volunteered infrequently or not at all. So that's that's the evidence base that volunteering is good for us. Um, we're coming to the end of, of our time, unfortunately. Any Any last words either of you would like to leave with our listeners? I think for me, it's great fun. You'll be giving back to the community, meeting new people. Come and join us. We'd love to have you at Health Watch. Don't be scared. Be confident. And you will have a wonderful time. Brilliant advice. And again, we've got lots of other podcasts on specific areas of volunteering. And everybody says the same thing, that they've often turned their life around through volunteering and helping other people. 
and without expecting to have found that they've helped themselves as well. So, so that's really great to hear. Thank you very much, Jill and Fee, uh, for telling us about the benefits of volunteering. And please keep up your, your brilliant work. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Goodbye, all. You've been listening to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrew Tresider and Dr. Peter Bagshaw. The show was created by David Seeley and was produced by Rob Hunt's Music on behalf of the Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group.